0: So welcome back everybody to the Mastering Risk Management podcast, I'm Anthony Wilson and uh, great to have your company again today. And again, we have spoilt for guests on the Mastering Risk Management podcast, we've got another very special guest today. And today it's Greg Edwards and Greg is the CEO of Crypto Stopper. Now, you might not have heard of Crypto Stopper, I must admit I hadn't heard of it either. But the proposition sounds very good and um, it's all about getting across ransomware and and starting to put some some defenses in place for that now that's probably a horrible technical explanation that i've just made but i'm sure greg will share uh, a little bit more about that so greg welcome to the program thanks for having me anthony excellent so uh as as is my want i normally ask guests just firstly about their career journey so uh, you know, coming out of, of the education system, what, what was the dream and, and where were you headed and have you ended up where you thought you were going to be?
1: Yeah, so actually wanted to, uh, thought that I wanted to be a chiropractor when I was in college <laughs> and oh. <laughs> uh, dropped out of college and got a job doing what I knew at the time. This was in the uh, mid-90s and technology was really the only I'd grown up being a, uh, a computer geek and uh, got a job with a software company. Early on, as my very first job, and then started my own network consulting business at 24. Wow. wow. Yeah. And then it progressed from there. And Crypto Stopper is now the third uh, technology startup that I've owned.
0: Wow. You've got a bit of a habit. Yeah, <laughs> a little, <laughs> little bit. <laughs> So, how do you go from the sort of network consulting into crypto? Was that did you see that that was an area of demand? Was it how did you how did you make that transition?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I actually still own the network consulting business. It's a right. uh, managed services company, and I absentee own that today. Yep. yep. Uh, we actually had started, or I had started a offsite backup and disaster recovery company out of that MSP business uh, in the early 2000s we were doing cloud backup before cloud was the cloud yep. and in about 2012 we started seeing ransomware attacks as the the primary reason for recovery from from backup yeah. And it was around, it would have been around 2014. We one, we had one weekend uh, in 2014 that we did 13 simultaneous recoveries because of a specific ransomware variant. Wow. And wow. so that really, for me, was the trigger point of realizing that ransomware was going to be a major, major cybersecurity problem. And it, and it really, that started when cryptocurrency became... Available, yeah. Uh, Bitcoin became available in 2009, but then really took off in 2012, and that's if you look at the rise of ransomware and cybercrime, uh, really started to take off in in 2012.
0: Oh well, that's uh, that's really good foresight. So. Ransomware is starting to become more predominant. It's everywhere. People are particularly concerned about what to do about it and how they respond to it. So you form CryptoStopper. So maybe just tell us a little bit about the organization um, and what it does.
1: Yeah. So CryptoStopper is an agent application. So it's software as a service that's all cloud-based. And so from our portal, our clients download the installation. And it really is file integrity monitoring. So rather than preventing ransomware, what CryptoStopper does is recognizes actively running ransomware and kills it. So we call it a post-execution termination algorithm. And we use bait files to help augment the algorithm. So we watch bait files, we watch the native files, and then if there's any ransomware behavior, that's yep. when we trigger an action. And depending right. on depending on the situation and the endpoint that it's on, we'll determine that set of actions.
0: Okay, so I'm probably going to stray into technology talk that'll get me in all sorts of strife here. But uh, so you talked about behavior. So ransomware exhibits certain characteristics when it tries to infect machines, I gather. And that's what you're looking for, what what CryptoStopper is trying to identify. Correct, yeah. I mean, the primary thing that it does is encrypt
1: and exfiltrate data. And so we're watching for that. So the older variants and still some variants today will just encrypt, but usually they will encrypt and also exfiltrate the data, um, whether right. that happens simultaneously or they do it in batches, uh, just depends on the variant.
0: So, so a normal um, course of business data extraction and export or whatever doesn't have the same characteristics as, as a ransomware activity would do. So the system's not going to pick up uh, genuine business activity uh, Correct. In, in what it does. Yeah, and there no, are good. there are some applications
1: and some updates to software that will, you know, do those kind of things. Yeah. But yeah. we have accounted for that and we have a whitelisting system to be able right. to identify those that would exhibit a similar behavior.
0: Right. And and is the model uh, almost uh, set and forget? Is it you install the software, it, it sort of exists in the background, you don't have to do too much Um, Yeah, it is.
1: And it's automated in that it will recognize as as an option anyway, um, will recognize newly added folders and update detection as it goes
0: yeah and, and i imagine it's a scenario where you have to do you have to update to a new version or are there upgrades on the way or
1: yep so yep. we we do update fairly regularly but it's not like antivirus where right. it's multiple updates per day it's usually about a monthly update and it's a it's a bit of a cat and mouse game with the uh with the yeah. ransomware attackers as they change tactics
0: yeah and that, that's i guess the thing that people have got to understand that this is a uh, an ongoing sort of battle isn't it it's not a it's not a one strike hey we fixed this particular problem it's it's sort of an ongoing thing as as hackers and you know they get they get better yeah absolutely and i i
1: really think that the hackers are just now perfecting their craft and right. that we're still on the uprise of cyber crime. look at it as an industry and it really is a business model for yeah. These cyber criminals, uh, they've now, for the most part, if you look back to 2012, when they were able to start monetizing their attacks because of the cryptocurrency, then it's been 10 years for this industry to evolve. And they're just now getting good at what they do, which is scary.
0: Yeah, that's right. They're they're hitting, hitting their straps. So so, can you give us like a use case, Greg, as to you know what sort of organization, what happens, and how do they know it's worked? Yep. So
1: a number of things happen when a ransomware attack is stopped. So number one, it's going to kill the the process and isolate the offending workstation, or even isolate an individual server if that's the case. Right. Uh, we sell we sell exclusively through managed service providers. And so the typical end client is a small to midsize company that right. has data, which, you know, what company doesn't have data anymore? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, then the, and the managed service provider does the installation and, and manages the first level of taking care of the software. Right. Yeah, and so once it does isolate an attack, then it'll also update within our portal to show that the attack happened and send a notification into the ticketing system. Right. Yeah, and the 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 reason that we built it as that post execution model is because the antivirus and the endpoint detection that was running and that even that we were using at the time wasn't taking automated action and wasn't reacting quick enough. So even if you were getting right reporting on it from your security operations center, if it's run 15 minutes, it's too late. And yeah. needed that, needs that, our system will recognize it in less than a second and stop. Right, it.
0: right. And, and does part of the process let you go back and identify the source?
1: We don't have the, all of the forensic collection. I mean, we're, we log the, the process that was running, which right. in the way that, cyber criminals work today it could be almost any you know it's not necessarily it's it's not ransomware.exe is not, not yeah yeah a, not the yeah, file but that, not that obvious. yep yep <laughs> uh and so it is not it's not an endpoint detection and response system where it's collecting that right. forensic information as it right. goes which is something that we also recommend in conjunction with crypto stopper yes. so that yeah you yeah. can't collect that kind of information and um, right. but but it will tell you um which files. I mean typically anywhere from two to ten files will be encrypted right. because it is again it's it's that attack is actively running. And if yes. the crypto stopper wasn't there r- rather than running for less than a second, it's it's gonna be running for usually
0: hours Whatever. and hours before yes. something notices. Yeah. yeah, and it becomes very serious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it a hard sell? Greg, what's the what's the typical conversation that you or the team will have with an organization when you know they're contemplating taking this on? I, I, it, it sounds like a very sensible thing to do, but do you come up against brick walls? Yeah.
1: Or? So really, the the issue is just that there are so many different agents, so many different cybersecurity products and tools out right. there, yep. and so many of them are advertising that they stop ransomware. Yeah. But in actuality, uh, the companies that are hit by ransomware, 78% of them have up-to-date antivirus and are still hit. So the existing tools just aren't working, even if they're advertising that they do stop ransomware. So that's really, it's really that education component. But once we show a demo of the product and show, uh, we just did a, a video that we're still in production on that is, uh, crypto Stopper stopping seven ransomware variants in seven minutes and going wow. through each of them, showing how it how quickly it stops them.
0: And, and is, that, is your typical conversation with the head of IT or the CISO or someone like that? Or is it a C-suite member? Where, where, where's the conversation starting? Uh, so
1: it's typically that IT director level. Uh, And again, we sell through managed service providers. So it's a lot of times their decision on the front end and then they will be implementing it for their clients.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's interesting as we work with clients, we're talking to boards more and more often and there's this broad label called cybersecurity and and we just want someone to fix that sort of thing. Have you had engagement with boards as well? To try and break down this, this big bucket called cybersecurity into its you know component parts?
1: Yeah. So not so much with CryptoStopper because again, we're we all go through, through all the yeah. sellers. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I have a lot of discussions uh, with executives and with boards and a lot of the public speaking that I do is yes. with those executive level personnel. And and my my message to them, I mean, CryptoStopper isn't you know, it's not the one silver bullet, it's one yep. piece of yes. layered cybersecurity. Yeah. And it is great to now finally see. I mean, I've been screaming this for 10 years, and you probably have been too. Yeah. Uh, that we need better cybersecurity and better accountability and better controls. Uh and it, it is finally, I feel like it the it's finally starting to happen. It's still, still too slow, but it's finally. Yeah.
0: And 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 sometimes it's a it's a and I'm not a technology person, Greg at all. But sometimes it's breaking it down into some manageable, relatable silos. So if you talk about cyber awareness and training, if you talk about identity and access management, if you talk about security engineering, if you talk about security governance, you know, if you break it down into some some sort of logical buckets then I think people go, oh, well, this is just like any other risk. You've got to think about these in the components that actually make a difference. Exactly. And
1: the thing that IT departments need to be held accountable to is providing executive summary reports that are pushed up the chain because executives don't need to be cybersecurity experts. They need to understand where the risks lie and how can they hold their IT department accountable to make sure that the the things that should be in place are in place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I had an interview with a data analytics firm recently. Uh, similar sort of situation. You know, the 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 chief executive, the board members don't need to be data analysts. Uh, the, you know, they need to understand you know a high level process and what's going on. But most importantly, what's the business outcome that they want out of this activity, rather than you know having to be experts at the activity it, itself. Exactly. So it sounds like uh, you, you get a lot of joy out of some challenges that come up and, you know, you're able to address these things. Uh, so what's, what's the most rewarding thing about what you do? Yeah. So really, when, when we
1: stop a ransomware attack, I mean, that yeah. is that's the easy one. That's the most yeah. rewarding. But it, it's also very rewarding from I'm a technologist at heart. Yep. and the innovations that we've been able to create and see them working i mean that is really rewarding to me and I, and i'm definitely passionate about it i mean it's yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure not the most interesting thing to be passionate about ransomware but i am passionate about ransomware yeah, course, stopping ransomware
0: course. absolutely and, and and i suppose when there's a new I'm going to call it a variant that sounds more like a virus but but when there's when there's a new ransomware thing that comes out and you're able to address that that's got to be a really good uh, it is, a good feeling yeah. so we we call them attack vectors because
1: right. it's it's really and I I've been referring to them as variants too but they are really so many of the attacks today aren't even they're they're what we call live off the land attacks so they're right. not even an executable file or something that's introduced to the system it's running a script off of components that already exist on oh, the wow. pc and so they're right. not introducing any new code and that's yeah. a big that's a big part of the reason why traditional antivirus doesn't stop ransomware attacks
0: right Okay. Yeah. Well, that that would be rewarding. What's the most challenging? The most frustrating thing? The thing that that you have to bang your head against a brick wall about sometimes <laughs> to, get, to get happening? Well, so we thankfully
1: we've gotten through most of those right. <laughs> so far. You just uh, got a sore head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but getting the technology to function and not be intrusive to normal day to day operations. So yeah. Yeah. we went we went through before releasing the product about two years of innovation working through I mean the actually the ri- very original version of this we built for our own use within the MSP uh, yeah. and was a was a powershell script that if, right. if anyone listening knows what a powershell script is that was not a very efficient way of doing it right and so that evolution was was definitely a challenge to get yeah. to the point that we are today uh, yep. to have a fully multi-tenant portal, have our clients be able to go in and install and not have problems with with the system and set it and forget it. That's yep. getting to that
0: point was uh, <laughs>
1: was a challenge.
0: That's challenging, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess that's uh, in, in every organization, every business. There's a, there's one of those uh, equivalents somewhere along the line. So great that you got through that. A global representation. Can I get this? Greg, yeah. I'm in Australia,
1: and yeah, yep. we have partners in Australia, in Europe, Canada. I don't know that we have any in Central America yet, but yeah, most most everywhere in the world.
0: Uh, excellent, excellent. And 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 I gather it's you know multi-platform. It's Apple and yeah. Windows no, actually and God knows
1: it is. Pr- it is just Windows based
0: right, right now. Right.
1: So PCs and servers and and yeah. cloud protection.
0: Okay, no, that's good to know. And what um, would you think from a an ambition or a career point of view? A young person listening to the program. So we've got young people starting out their career, thinking about, hey, I'm thinking about IT, or I'm thinking about cyber security. Everybody keeps talking about it as a career option. What what would you what would your advice be? Some tips?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think definitely my my recommendation would be to go into cyber security, yeah. um, and Become a hacker. I mean, that's the first yeah. step. And being a white hat hacker, I should specify. Yes. yes, uh, yes. Not, not a malicious no. hacker. But it, it is, there's there's actually a certification called a certified ethical hacker. And going through that process and getting the experience and understanding how the hackers and cyber criminals think. And yeah. that to me, if I were 25 years younger, <laughs> that's what
0: I would be looking to do. No, that's great advice. Interestingly, and by complete coincidence, my son is an ethical hacker, ah, um, and excellent. is doing exactly that. You know, with one of the big four consulting firms, and um, and having a ball. Way too much fun, I think, to be called work. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that, that's generally the consensus in the in the
1: cybersecurity community. You know, it there are certainly challenges, yes. but it's it changes every day, and yeah. if if you have that if that brings you joy to constantly be changing and constantly updating your skill sets, then cybersecurity is
0: perfect fit. Yeah, no, he, he seems to enjoy it, as I said, way too much. What? Um, so that's a good, probably, lead up to the final question. So what do you think are the big challenges for the industry at the moment? I mean, you, you've got, I, I gather, the regular thing of some hackers come up with some new idea, but what are the challenges, do you think, yeah. I mean, I
1: think the biggest challenge for the IT departments. If you break it yeah. down between IT departments and executive staff. Um, but for IT departments, it's really agent fatigue and yeah. figuring yeah. out what is the right cybersecurity stack and what's that defense-in-depth method that they should be using. And then how do you how do you continually adjust and update that without burning out your staff? And there's so much noise in the cybersecurity space right now. And what I mean by that is that there are so many tools and so many products. So how do you know what are the right tools and products? And there are really great tools out there. So, um, I mean, it's a matter of evaluation and testing and implementation. Uh, And then on the executive side, I mean, the challenge is just understanding what their risk is and understanding what components need to be put in place and how do they hold their IT departments accountable to it? Yeah. For most of my career, the outcomes from technology that executives looked at were the efficiency and ROI.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's really cybersecurity is the opposite of both of those.
0: There's Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Counter efficient and uh, and there's not an ROI other than you likely aren't going to get hacked if you if you put the right cybersecurity in, space. Yeah. in place.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and Greg, we, we sometimes see there's an element of and not sometimes, unfortunately, it's a lot that the business stands back a little bit from the IT department and says, oh well, you know, that's in a computer or it's in a network, that must be your problem. When in, when in reality, you know, the data belongs to the business. And the information they collect is for business purposes. So, you know, the business needs to be a bit more hands-on about specifying what's important. You know, what are the crown jewels to the organization in terms of data? What what classification is all this data? You know, what's what's just general stuff and, and what's really critical or sensitive? So they seem to be missing in action sometimes, the business.
1: Yeah. And with cybersecurity, it really has to be a top-down approach Yeah. that – the executive staff have, to, because if they don't lead it, it will be a failure. Yeah. And so at least having the executive staff understand that, okay, you let someone handle it and have the right people handling it. Um, yeah. But then how, again, how do you hold them accountable? Uh, yeah. And that's, that's difficult for executive staff that have never you you know, have always looked at it from an efficiency and outcome standpoint.
0: Yeah. No, that's good. That's something that I think is is a bit broader. And it's getting better, I must say, as we see organizations it, and businesses understanding, you know, their key role in partnership with IT, not just sort of say you guys go away and make some technology work. So, you know, right. that's a good that's a good thing. Yeah. 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 So, Greg, this is really interesting stuff, and I'm sure some of the listeners will be saying straight away, hey, this is a conversation I've got to have. So how does someone get in touch? How do they find your agents? How do they do all of that? Is the yeah. website yeah. the best point of call? Yeah, website. So
1: getcryptostopper.com and then also can reach out to me on LinkedIn. So just Greg Edwards oh, uh, at Crypto Stopper. You'll find me on uh, LinkedIn and can reach out.
0: Yep. Excellent. Well, I'll put those contact details in the show notes as well and uh yeah that's great Uh, and hopefully uh we'll hear some more stories of uh, of the wonderful successes of crypto stoppers it sounds like a fantastic opportunity
1: yeah it's it's something that ransomware is not going away anytime soon and is going to continue to get worse so it's it's something that will be in another five years will be ubiquitous that yeah like antivirus today it's the the components of crypto stopper and that watching for that exfiltration and encryption it makes no sense that it's not everywhere yet <laughs>
0: yeah yeah that's right no that's great excellent well greg thank you very much for your time that's much appreciated um i'm sure the listeners will have got a lot out of that as well and hopefully you'll get a lot of uh, calls or contacts from the uh, from the short chat we've had as well perfect thanks for having me anthony excellent well thank you listeners for tuning in again um, hopefully you've enjoyed that session i certainly did uh lots to hear there and lots of things that i think is worth chasing up so let's put it this way if you're in business you probably should be investigating this if you're not already doing it so really good session there with greg edwards he's the ceo of crypto stopper thanks again for tuning in to mastering risk management i'm anthony wilson we will talk again soon cheers